Are you wanting more Totally Mackinac Island podcast? Well, here's how you can get it. Be sure to follow Totally Mackinac Island podcast on Instagram. Not only do I share everything that I talk about on the podcast, but then throughout the rest of the week, I share other invaluable information that is actually going on on the island at that very moment. How that is done, up in my Instagram stories. I also like to share a bunch of pictures and videos that I have taken throughout my visit on the island. Another great way for more information about the podcast is always go to the blog. There I have all the links available for everything I have discussed. That is www.totallymackinaw.com. If you go on there, you will find everything I have ever discussed on the podcast, how you need to link up to it, and what other information you can have. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have learned so much. I love sharing all that I can with you. It has actually even helped me learn more about the island. And I always appreciate those reaching out to give me more information to share with everyone else. Now back to the show. Located on the crystal blue waters of Lake Huron lies Mackinac Island. She is tucked in between Michigan's upper and lower peninsulas. Indulge me as I share all the ins and outs of the place that stole my heart. This is totally Mackinac Island. Hey everyone, welcome to Totally Mackinac Island. I am your host, Heather. And this week, I am very excited to share with you a guest that reached out to me through Instagram, and I'm so grateful that she did. And her name is Valerie, and Valerie has a unique story from Mackinac that, honestly, I truly knew nothing about this part of the island, but I have seen it, and that is she worked with the scout troops. And what I mean by that is that she was in a Girl Scout troop that went as an honor guard every year uh she would go up there in the summer between eighth and twelfth grade i had the honor of sitting down and talking with her to learn a little bit more about this unique opportunity that she was given at that age and if you aren't familiar with this part of the island it's actually up by the fort she's going to go into a little bit more detail about it and of course i'm going to share pictures on instagram which is Totally Mackinac Island, and in the blog, which the link is down in the show notes. So I want you guys to sit back and listen and learn a little bit more about Valerie's experience and what you might be able to do if you are in the Scouts and take on for yourself one day uh, by staying on Mackinac. Thank you for joining us again. And I'm going to introduce Valerie. Valerie reached out to me through Instagram and shared a very interesting story with her Mackinac tale. So I'm going to let her go into it and uh, start with the question I always like to ever ask everyone. Valerie, what is your Mackinac origin story? So I grew up in Michigan and I um, knew of Mackinac Island, but never went until I decided to rejoin Girl Scouts as a cadet. And um, I found out about this program called the Honor Guard. Okay. And my local troop that you would audition for was um, Troop 609. So I went to the selection weekend and I made it 
Um, and that was when I was in eighth grade. So from eighth grade to my senior year of high school, I would go up to the island as a scout and stay there for a week and, um, and serve on the island. Wow. That is so, okay. So when you, when you said that, you know, what instantly came to mind is Troop Beverly Hills. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just, I don't know if if other listeners remember it, but when you were saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, just like Troop Beverly Hills. Okay. Sorry. Um, So I have a lot of questions about so much of this and um, when you, okay. So first, let me go back to, you said that you went back in and to like try out for this. What did you have to do for that? What, what did that entail? So there's an interview. Um, you're basically, they see how well you march. So the, like if you're brand new, they teach you some of the things and um, that you're going to have to do and figure out how quickly you can pick up. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else we had to do. There's like a bunch of activities where they would like observe how you worked with others. Um, so it was like getting, oh, I believe there was like a portion where we would learn about flag duty and like about carrying and folding the flag and they would see how we would do with that. Um, so that yeah, they were just figuring out like, is, is she a quick study? That okay. so she can learn these skills. Okay, that makes sense. Got it. All right. So you started going with your troop to the island, and so do they have an age restriction with um, for when scouts can start to do this? So for the Girl Scouts, usually you're a cadet or a senior, and so that's usually in middle school and high school. Okay. And I believe with the Boy Scouts, it's a similar age restriction, but they don't have like levels by ages. So. I am assuming it is also like middle school. So basically from like 12 to 18. All right. Okay. That does make sense. And all right. So I'm familiar with this, but can you explain to the listener where you stayed at on the island? Yeah. So there's a scout barracks that's behind the fort. Um, So if you go into the fort and then go through the back entrance, out then you'll see it like and there's like a big lawn with a flag post um or if you're feeling particularly adventurous you can walk up fort hill and take a ride (laughs) and do not ride do not attempt to ride your bike up that hill do not Mm -hmm. attempt to go down that hill on your bike um but yeah so it's just right it's a big building and there's like a dormitory style um living quarters for the scouts that's like upstairs okay all right that's um i would see different troops there all the time and i was really fascinated with this when it was going on because i in the back of my mind i kept thinking what a fun experience for someone to go not only to you know expand what they've learned with the scouts and their troops but to be on the island like that to Mm -hmm. stay up there like that i mean unbelievable what how unique for you to have that opportunity so um what were some of the duties you had to do to be able to go and what did you do while you were there on the island so we had to be able to like march in step okay and um adjust accordingly 
Um, cause sometimes you have somebody at the front that's just like a really fast walker. So you need to be able to uh, modify your pace. Um, you need to be able to work well with others because we would do KP duty and we would do service duty on the Island where we, um, might like paint like a bench or pick up trash or something like that. So you need to be a team player. Um, and then, you also need to be able to learn some of the basics about Mackinac Island because on the island, you would not only do flag duty in the morning and that right before dinner, um, but you would also, we would also rotate who would stand at the different guideposts. Oh. And so we had guideposts in the fort. We had guideposts at some of the historical houses um, I'm trying to think where else. And those were the main places. So you would have people coming up to you asking for directions. Um, That's you, okay. You might have you might have someone like try to ride their bike down Fort Hill, and somebody posted at Beaumont House would be would have to like know where the first aid kit is mm-hmm. if they wiped out. Um, yeah. So just like basic island knowledge if in case somebody came and asked you questions what uh is flag duty so flag duty is putting up the flags in the morning and i'm taking them down at night so we had flag posts all over i'm trying to think of there was one that was way far away but we had like a flag post at like governor's mansion when you see the um, at the fort, there's flags all along the ramp. Okay. And um, and in the back entrance of the fort, there's one along the avenue. Um, and, yeah, and if ever you see, like, a big flag flying, like, garrison flying at the fort, the scouts have put that up. So you would put that up and take it down every day? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. I I do remember seeing, is there one down by the uh, tourism bureau? Is there a flagpole down there too? Yeah, I believe there is, but we, we weren't in charge of it. You weren't in charge of that one. Okay. It's really cool. If you have a chance to be on the Island in the morning um, or even like taking them down at in the evening, so like right before dinner time, so like around like four thirty, um, because especially at the fort, we would at least my troop, we really like practice coordinating the going up and taking down. Like we, we always tried to aim to have like a single clink at the top of the pole. Yeah. So it's a, it's like an interesting dance if you had like a flag post that had multiple flags to it. How many flags are in the front there? Do you remember? I think there were 12, there might have 12 or 15, somewhere in there. What time would you guys start and and what to, and you said dinner time to take them down? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I believe the flags usually went up around eight. Okay. And then, um, and then, yeah, and then they usually went down before 5 p.m. All right. And, okay, so how, you were there for a week when you would Mm -hmm. go up there? Mm -hmm. All right. Now, for example, I'm going to be there in two weeks. Are scouts already up on the island at that point or not really because they might still be in school? Or do they take them out of school? Do you know? 
I believe the scout program starts in June. Oh, I'm curious if the flags, I'm sure the flags go up every day. I just wonder who does it. Yeah. I mean, the scout coordinator might um, start around the time that you're there. Maybe I'm gonna, the scout coordinator does that. I'm going to check it out because yeah. I walk along there. So I'll be sure to go there at that time. I think this would be really fun to see and to have a video of it to share because it, I didn't know anything about this because I never, I would he hear the scouts and hear and the four and different things, but I didn't know what that was in, involved with. So, and I'm, I want to see the different flags too. I'm now yeah. gonna, um, excited to see that. All right. So were the boy scouts there the same time as you? No, they try to alternate um, boy scout troop, girl scout troop, boy scout troop, girl scout troop. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way. But yeah, usually it was either a boy scout or a girl scout troop. Okay. Do you remember how many girls you went with? How many were there? It was, I believe our final count was like 56. Oh my gosh, I did not expect that many. I was thinking like 15 or 16. No, no. It's like wow. 56. Yeah, and then we have alternates. Um, so so at selection weekend, they select over 60, but some of those are alternates. So um, they don't necessarily go up. So once you went, were you automatically a shoe-in for the next year or did you have to retry out again? I would retry out, but I mean, I had a stronger chance because I knew a lot more. Absolutely. And what time of year did you tend to go? Did it change? We normally went um, the either the first full week of August or second week. Of okay. August. All right. Which uh, was it hot when you guys were there, or was yeah? It I mean, it depended on the week. Most of the time, it was pretty hot. So. Yeah, and you probably didn't have air conditioning, did you? No. No. Uh huh. Uh huh. What were the barracks like that you stayed at? Is that what you call them? Barracks? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, they're, um, they're rustic <laughs> because basically you're in uh, upstairs. You're like on bunk beds in like a big, what would probably have been an attic space. And, um, and yeah, so you're with like every, all the, all the girls, like all your peers, you're in like one big space. Um, and then downstairs you had the dining hall and then there was an adult um, because we would have adult chaperones. They had their own space and then the scout coordinator had their space. So, I mean, it was pretty condensed and it's pretty amazing how many people we were able to fit into that space. Um, but, but yeah, so for the most, it was very simple. It sounds um, like a, a summer camp, except it's like you said, it's all condensed in one area, but then you have yeah. the rest of the island as your, your playground, your yeah. campground to take yeah. in with it. And um, so you had to, I'm sure you had to get up and then you probably had a curfew or were you together all the time? Like, how did your days go with this? So they, so the way my troop organized it is we had four different patrols and that determined whether you, um, what you were doing each day. So on your schedule, you might have, usually every patrol had one day where it was like a hundred percent KP duty. So you were in charge of breakfast, lunch, dinner. Okay. And the cleanup. So you were like at the scout barracks that entire day. Um, and it, like 
at the sound of it is with like, uh, but actually that could be one of like the fun days because you're like just dancing around the kitchen and like having fun and like learning how to cook and all that stuff. So, um, but then, and then we always had an evening activity too. Okay. So, and, but, and then the other days you might have like guide duty in the morning and then, um, you could have time off in the afternoon and then that would be your opportunity to go downtown. Um, and then you might have like service duty in the morning and guide duty in the afternoon. So usually you had like one to two things going on, um, every day, like during the day, like what would be like a work day. And then in the evening, patrols took turns like planning an evening activity and so every week we had a theme Uh of every time we went up and so you would plan your evening activities around that theme okay can you give me an example like what you did yeah so one year we had a fourth of july theme Mm -hmm. and so or maybe it was like patriotism or something so like one patrol did like a trivia night okay and then um I think it was either my patrol or another did a historical figures fashion show. <laughs> and so you had to like dress up at, you had, we gave props and had to dress up at the historical figure. And then you did like a, a runway walk around it. Oh, wow. How fun. And yeah. were these, was your troop all from Michigan or was this from all over the country? It was all from Michigan. All from Michigan. But not every troop that comes up there is from Michigan, or is it just a Michigan-based troop? So I was trying to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And from what I could find, all of the troops that are going up are based in Michigan. Which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think because there's probably so many troops in the state of Michigan that is, you know, located in Michigan. Yeah. And there's only so many weeks available. Right. But I'm, I, I'm, I was wondering if maybe like Northern Indiana mm-hmm. or like even a Chicago troop may have come up, but I couldn't find any evidence of that. Okay. Yeah. I, to my knowledge, I have no idea. I not, I mean, honestly, I didn't even know that they allowed that up there until I was riding my bike around and I saw all the Boy Scouts around there. So mm-hmm. no clue on that. And for you... You probably also got lifelong friendships out of this too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it's actually pretty crazy. So my, so you asked about like if you were there one summer, were you shoe in the next summer? I mean, one of the benefits of going for repeated summers is then after a few summers, you can apply for leadership positions. Mm-hmm. So um, because the way Troop Six Hundred Nine does it is where girl run, so. Uh, We have a senior patrol leader, which runs the whole show, along with the adult chaperone, but um, is basically making sure everybody's in line. And then we have patrol leaders and assistant patrol leaders. So you could be in charge of, um, yeah, like different, different troops. Um, and I'm losing track of why I'm even bringing this up. No, it's fine. It's fine. Cause you were, I was asking like, if you, with your friendships and different things oh, that way too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this was my point. Oh, but so my, when I, during my first summer, my patrol leader 
is now the adult, like running the adult director, like running the show. So it's like a really small world. Yes. Yes. How long has she been doing that now? I believe she's been doing it for at least five years. Good for her. How exciting. That's, that's a lot of fun, a lot of responsibility, but that's also teaching you guys a lot of responsibility as well too. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and guiding people. So what, when you were a guide, you said you had a guidepost. How did that work? Like they would, where all would you be stationed at? And did you approach people or did people come up to you? Like, how did they know that you were a guide to, to approach with that? So we would be in our uniform. So that would usually signal. Um, so we had posts throughout the fort. One, one year I was um, in like the children's area. Mm-hmm. So I was in charge of like cleaning up the space. Um, helping kids get the get the clothes on, um, pointing people to bathrooms, <laughs> uh, that sort of thing. Um, other posts, you actually have a clicker, so you can count how many people are coming in and out, and okay. track that to help them attract um, people that they are seeing each each day. Um, but yeah, so it was primarily throughout the fort and then at the different historical houses right so it was so, like just past main street so for the listener that isn't aware and i know i've talked about this before on market street there's more houses that are part of the fort mm-hmm. so what um valerie is talking about is like the biddle house is yeah. that one and then yeah. uh what what would be the other one that you um um the beaumont house what was your favorite one to be at? I I really liked um, being in like the children's area. Okay. Like yeah. Those those places on Market Street, I really try to emphasize because I think people are told that when they come into the fort, but you get you get so entranced when you're walking through the fort, and if you go into the tea room. You kind of forget about it, I think, especially if you come in from the back and you're like, oh, we've got to leave from the or the front and the it's opposite of what we think, yeah. isn't it? So it, it can throw you off. I feel a little bit with that. Yeah. Um, OK, so what did you love to do most on the island at, at those ages when you were there? So my big thing was every summer I would go into the Peace Frogs store. Oh, yes. Yes. And yeah, so that was like my favorite thing to do was to um during my time off to go down um <laughs> just to Main Street and like go into the, the shop. I also enjoyed like watching the fudge get made through the window. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then later on I it was actually probably in my last year I realized like, you know, this is a really cool walk to just like walk around the island. Yeah. So when I had like a full day off, I was actually able to do that. And that was, if my family came up, I could do that. And that was really nice. So um, you had mentioned that you had your senior pictures taken at the Grand Hotel. Now, have you ever stayed there? And if you haven't, do you hope to someday? I haven't stayed there. And actually, I, I don't, I like, 
I'm so when I go up there this summer, I'm looking forward to going to like their like luncheon, their big mm-hmm. like luncheon thing. So the the services they provide, I'm more interested in because I I like bed and breakfast. <laughs> so oh yeah. I, I really, and I, and Mackinac Island offers a lot of those. That's actually how I found your podcast was, um, because I'm going to be staying at Hans this oh, summer. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. wonderful. And so, oh. because she was on, I saw that and I, and I, then I like have gone back and listened to other episodes and I was like, oh, this is such a, I'm so glad I found this podcast. I'm so glad you reached out. Um, what room are you staying in at Hans? Um, I am forgetting the name of it. It's the one with the shared bathroom. Okay. All right. Yeah, because... It might um, be the Lafayette or something. Um, it, I love the names of each of the rooms that she mm-hmm. had for them. And yeah. I've enjoyed watching her stories of as it's opening. And uh, I'm excited to go in there and see what I can when I'm there. Because... And this is my first time. When I go in two weeks, I've never stayed at a bed and breakfast up there. I'm staying at Clohan. I've never done it. So I'm really excited to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and, I've, never done, I've never done it either. I've only stayed on the Scout Barracks, so. So this is yeah. just as exciting for you, too. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So one of the benefits of having a Scout on the island is it gives you an excuse as a family to go up to the island to visit your Scout. Right. And so my mom got in the habit of, like, going up to the island and got, like, obsessed with the island. And uh, she uh, and she grew up during a time where, like, Christopher Reeves was a huge actor. So she was like, oh, it's just, like, somewhere in time. I, I think know. that's part of the reason why she's, like, so connected to the island still to this day. It's, um, it, it grabs but, yeah. you like that. Yeah. And- but so my dad, he actually discovered i don't know if this is the case because i think the grand is under new ownership but he discovered that you can't there's a way i still haven't figured out how he did this but apparently the owners a couple whoever was in ownership a couple years ago of the grand um had this raffle that you could enter and every year they picked one person to stay in the owner suite whoa and one year he got it and so he like sent me videos of it. And I, I was like, okay, if that's the situation, I would stay at the grand. But the grand, the grand, I'm sure having your pictures there, like where did you go on the grounds? Did you have to reach out to someone? Yeah. How did that work? So we paid for a pass, like a day pass to get into the garden and okay. get on the porch. And so, yeah, so I have a, a senior picture on the porch. I have senior pictures in the garden. If you could have worked there for a summer, what would you have done? So I did think about applying to be scout coordinator. Uh-huh. And I don't know why. I forget why I didn't do it. So I probably would have applied to be scout coordinator or would have applied to work in the fort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what I was most familiar with. Um, although I was hesitant to apply to work in the fort because they like, it's just so hot. Like if you're in garb, it's like very, very hot. Yeah. Uh, for the listener that doesn't know the people that are working in the fort, a lot of them are dressed in the, what would you say? 1800s for some of them, because they're recreating how they were dressed uh, for that time that the fort was really kind of open. And listening to your podcast, I'm like, oh, why didn't I ever think of like 
the hotels would need like seasonal staff. I should have looked into working at a hotel. Um, but yeah, I, I just never pursued it. Now I'm, so I'm on a nine month contract in the job I'm at right now. And so I'm like, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a job that an old lady can take. <laughs> You're not old, but you could definitely, there's, I know that with the one page that they post the jobs on Facebook and it's really fun to see all the different ones, which that's the other thing. I think social media has helped that so much too, because I think it allows you to see all the different jobs that you can get there because like when I talked with Nicole from Little Luxuries, she was getting ready to hire people on and that, you know, like which place of, provides the lodging and who might not be able to. So that I think is a huge benefit to be able to have that with, um, uh, with social media. But I, I mean, there's somebody that she just goes up there in the summer. Um, she's retired, but mm -hmm. she goes up there and she works for the police department and she works the season up there. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. She just like the paperwork. So, oh my gosh. See, you never know. Like yeah. there's, there's lots of, I feel like somebody reached out to me about something one time for some, she wanted to know if I knew of any place where she could go up there. And I'm like, I, to my knowledge, no, but I'm like, put it out there. Can't hurt. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just getting your foot in the door with it. You know, um, what is something that you love to share with people about the Island? If they've never gone, if they could, what do you like to share? So I like telling people you can you can watch the fudge get made. Like yeah. there there's actually like a lot of great scenery. You don't necessarily have to spend a lot of money if you're going up there for a day. Like again, a walk around the island can provide you with like a lot of like pretty scenery, a nice breeze from the lake. Um and and yeah, there's just like a lot of interesting things to watch and see just by walking around. I agree. There's, I, there's always something new to see yeah. around there. There's tons of it to see. And so this is going to be your husband's first trip up there this summer, you said, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and you're going to be staying at Hans. How long are you guys going to be staying? We're staying two nights. Okay. Do you know what you're going to be doing yet? Or are you just kind of going by the seat of your pants? You're just going to go with it. We don't have a solid plan right now. But yeah, I definitely want to fit in luncheon at the Grand. Mm -hmm. um, maybe go into the fort. Um, I So actually, one of my teachers from childhood has retired on the island. Oh my gosh. And, and so we might meet up with her. That's so, incredible. So, yeah. So it might be like a whole like flashback journey. How long me. has she been retired there? Um, I, I think we're going on 10 years. She's going to be a fantastic guide for you. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the best way to do it is to have somebody there that's going to be able to say, do this, do that. That's incredible. Good for her. I love yeah. that so much. Um, yeah, you'll have to also check in at the Watercolor Cafe for some of their classes that they have there. They have, um, Kate does classes at night, and sometimes they make, uh, you can paint paintings, like sometimes it's the lilacs, or they make jewelry, oh. and she posts them on there on the calendar. It's it's a fun, it's a fun little thing to do, so yeah. that's, a, that's a fun one. I'm doing that in a couple of weeks. Oh, another fun little thing to do is Butterfly House. 
Yes. Loved going to the butterfly house. Yes, I know. It is kind of uh, shocking that there's two of them on that island, that there's two butterfly houses. Oh, I didn't know there were two. Yeah. So there's, I'm sure you went to the one up there by your barracks. Is that where you went to the one up there by? No, I went to the one by St. Anne's Church. Oh, well, there's one up there by the Surrey Hill Museum. Oh. Um, and by the they built those grand hotel stables up there and so when you do the carriage tour that so if you do the carriage tour that um you can buy your ticket to go into the butterfly house up there and they're both different and and then you can go into and the grand hotel carriage tour is free and then that's where the forge of memory is and the Surrey Hill Museum is where I talk about that blueberry donut that is to die for. And then that's where the second part of the carriage tour will then take you up past Arch Rock and then bring you down in front of the fort. Mm. Yeah. So you'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just fun to see that. Plus the blueberry donut. I, I need, to, I obviously cannot wait to have that thing. And um, I'm sorry, when did you say you and your husband are going? We're going, it's going to be at the... Um, right after July 4th weekend. Okay. So it might be a little crazy, but. Yep. Are you there on the weekend? No, no. We're there. So actually what we're doing is we're doing a Northern Michigan extravaganza. I love that. And that you are going to include Mackinac and that as well too. When was the last time you were on the Island? How long has it been? It's been since my senior year. So it's been well over a decade. It's, are you excited to see all the changes? I am. So that's part of the reason why I'm thinking of going into the fort is because I've heard they've remodeled it and added. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You know, you'll have to reach out to me after you go there and let me know what you notice that they've changed. Cause I, I've, you know, I wouldn't know it as well as you do. So that would be um, interesting to see that. Valerie, thank you again for reaching out for, to me and, telling us a little bit more about this part of the island that I knew nothing about because it's unless you're part, I think of the scout troop, you're not going to really know it, you know, which is truly unique that you were able to go experience that at your age and then take that in and learn a lot of valuable life lessons Mm -hmm. and that they still do it. Yeah. Yeah, and so and also the scouts' experience are going to be different depending upon the troop they're with. So, um, my troop, we we would meet like during the summer. We would have training weekends. So we had like selection weekend. We had a planning weekend in May um, to like basically plan the theme, decide what our KP shirt was going to look like and figure out like some of the details, assigned patrols. Um, and, but then we would have two training weekends and later on, some of my friends crossed paths with other people that were in other troops that came up to the Island and discovered some troops. I don't know how they did this, but some troops, they own, they get selected and then they meet for the first time on the island. Like they wow. go up to the island for the week and like, how do you do that? Like I there's mean, so much coordination that has to happen. But yeah, for some people, that's just the system that works. You know what that reminds me of uh, back in the day when MTV used to air re- real world. Like you throw all these people, they might not know each other and they are thrown together 
in this situation, you know, they might not get along, but it works out, you know, yeah. in the end for it. But so fun though, to be able to go and do that and stay on the Island like that and just be a kid in a different way at yeah. that time. And yeah. I, I had no idea that that many kids went. So this was a huge learning curve for me. I'm definitely going to go check out the flags though when I'm there in a couple of weeks and see who raises that and see if I can't find somebody around there to talk to. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I is somebody at the barracks all the time or are they down in a different spot? Do you know? So I don't know when the scout coordinator starts. I would imagine that the scout coordinator arrives around Memorial day weekend. Mm -hmm. And um, and so that person is at the barracks throughout the summer. Throughout the and, summer. And court, so they coordinate the scout program. They also score every troop at the end of the week um, because that determine, that's going to play into whether the troop can return to the island. Oh. So there's like all sorts of things that were scored on, including like how well we follow the rules. So there was like rules in terms of whether how many scouts can be in a business at one time mm -hmm. um so that we're not crowding it we're leaving space for the tourists that are coming in um so if we were breaking rules that would deduct points in certain areas that how, does how, make sense yeah how well we answered questions um yeah how pretty our flag duty looked right because if you had maybe a troop that wasn't quite as well performed you know there would probably be some other ones that could come up and take their place then or yeah. would want to so yeah. um well again thank you valerie this was so great talking to you i'm i'm so excited that you're going back there and get to experience it again and share it with your husband yeah yeah he's gonna have fun i know and and to have your fudge again <laughs> i know i know um, yeah i we're gonna have to be able to take it with back with us Anybody that's helping us out is going, that's souvenir, like yes. guaranteed souvenir. I know. I, uh, I already told the girls at the salon that I'm going and they are making requests already <laughs> for which ones they want. And I said, okay, all right, we'll get it. Don't worry. Cause they're like, when do you leave? When do you leave? I need to make sure, you know, get the orders in. So, cause I mean, I'm like, well, you can order online, but there's something about being able to come back and the fudge is right there. It's just, yeah. it's, it's an added bonus. So, oh, thank you again. And I so appreciate it. So that was Valerie. And I decided to do a little deep dive on the scout situation. And I was able to find a little bit of more information on MackinawParks.com. So under the one section, they talked about uh, the Mackinac Island Scout Barracks. In 1929, Mackinac Island State Park Commissioner Roger Andrews organized a contingent of eight Eagle Scouts, including the future President Gerald R. Ford. They served as guides at Fort Mackinac and as the Michigan Governor's Honor Guard. The Scouts bunked in Fort Commissary during the early years. In 1934, a scout barracks building was completed on the east end of the parade ground. The barracks was constructed by the Mackinac Island Civilian Conservation Corps camp, compo composed of World War I veterans. In 1938, the program was open to all Boy Scouts, not just those with the rank of Eagle. Throughout the 20th century, the program continued to grow and the barracks was enlarged 
1961 and again in 1975 excuse me, to accommodate additional scouts. In 1975, with the support of Michigan's First Lady Helen Milliken, Girl Scouts were included in the Scout Service Program. The Michigan Historical Marker Program, established in 1955, is administered by the Michigan Historical Commission. Mackinac Island State Park Commission sponsored the marker. Eleven of the other 20 markers were also sponsored by the Park Commission. So if you're up by the fort, you'll see behind there, there are the location of the Scout Barracks. A lot of times during the summer, if you're riding around, you will see Scouts but now you have a little bit more history about them and how it all gets chosen and what some of their duties might be. This is from the Girl Scout perspective, but of course I am guessing that that is pretty similar to how everything else is. That concludes this week's episode. I'll talk to you later more about our favorite place, Mackinac Island. Totally Mackinac Island is written, produced, and edited by me, Heather.